Hello, everyone. My name is Chris Powers, and I want to thank you for joining me on the Fort Podcast today. This show is an open-ended discussion and journey covering real estate, business, entrepreneurship, and investing. I would love to hear from you by tweeting me at Fort Worth Chris on Twitter. And if you've enjoyed this show, I would be super grateful if you would subscribe on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. And if on Apple, if you would leave a rating and review, it'd mean a lot. And last but not least, you can check out all these episodes on YouTube. Hey guys, it's Chris. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Fort. Today, I'm going to be talking about why Texas is an attractive state to be investing in. As many of y'all know who have listened along, Fort Capital, while we buy industrial as our main focus, the larger focus is buying industrial in Texas. We have been hyper-focused on Texas and really have kind of a mission to uh, become one of the dominant players in the state. And part of that is because of how convicted we are uh, in what Texas has done to date and where it's going. We live in the markets every single day. Um, I study Texas all the time. And while I live here and might have a bias, there's also a lot of data that backs up Texas. And as, as it relates to real estate, uh, the market's never been better. It's a, a lot of people want to get into the state. And today's episode, we'll just be going through some of the reasons why Texas continues to prosper and why I think it will prosper in the future and in, in a lot of ways. So to get started, everything is bigger in Texas is the saying. And the people that live in Texas love Texas. Uh, they're proud to be from here. There are morals and values that you can't find anywhere else. And having grown up here and lived the majority of my life in Texas, it's been an amazing place to me and my family. Texas is uh, the second largest GDP in the country. Uh, in 2020, uh, did almost $1.9 billion in GDP. A lot of that is because we are a business-friendly environment. Uh, we have a pro-business government, and so the policies that are set uh, really align with business owners, they align with a small business, they align with entrepreneurship, and so you find a lot of businesses not only here that are growing, but you have a lot of businesses starting to relocate here, which I'll get to later, but it is a very business-friendly environment. The cost of doing business is 10% below the national average. And our unemployment is always relatively low. Uh, the last time it was calculated, around 3.5%. Population growth has been steady for decades. Uh, we are a growing state. Um, as of 2019, we had almost 29 million people living in Texas. And really, the, the prior decade from 2021, we saw almost 400,000 people moving here annually. And in a post-COVID world, uh, we're now projecting that that number could increase anywhere from 800,000 to a million people annually for the decade in front of us. So we have a lot of people moving here. Uh, interestingly enough, we have six of the top 50 cities in the country by, by population. Houston is first, number four on the list at 2.32 million. Dallas is number nine at 1.347 million. Austin is number 10 at a million and 11,000. Fort Worth is number 12 at 942,000. El Paso is number 22 with 685,000. 
and Arlington is number 49 with 400,000. And I think even the bigger picture is while those are the populations in the city proper, all of these cities that I mentioned have robust growing neighboring uh, cities and communities outside of them. And so the, the population is actually much larger, but those are the population numbers in the actual cities by their proper boundaries. Texas has no state income tax. So a lot of folks, it's been, it's been talked about a lot uh, the last couple of years, but Texas is not only is it pro-business, um, it has no state income tax. So it's been a very attractive place for businesses to relocate, for employers to want to employ people. I will say it's offset. We have higher property tax rates than states that do have a state income tax. But for a lot of folks, the no state income tax is huge and it's talked about a lot. And I think, again, it's another attractive reason why people want to be here. It's affordable to live in Texas. Uh, the median home price in Texas as of 2020 was just under 300,000. It was actually $292,000. And if you compare that to California, which is a median home price of $814,000, or New York, that's even higher at $850,000, you can see why it is more affordable to live in Texas. In 2020 alone, Home growth is growing dramatically. Uh, we had 153,000 single-family housing construction permits issued in 2020. There's plenty of room to build. Um, we're not land-constricted, which is a positive and a negative, depending on what industry you're in. But there is plenty of room to keep building out and building more single-family, which will, uh, over time, keep prices from skyrocketing. In land-constricted markets, which a lot of those exist in California and certainly New York, that's where prices start to go up when you have nowhere to build new housing. Texas has that. So we have a huge home building uh, boom going on. Uh, we have relatively affordable living by, by way of the medium home price as it compares to the rest of the country. So again, another attractive reason to be here. We have a port. Uh, Texas's total international trade through the ports of $261 billion annually. Uh, the Port of Houston, more specifically, accounts for 61.3% of that. Uh, seaport trade there is about $160 billion a year. So we have a robust economy uh, with our port. Uh, border trade, we share almost 1,200 miles with Mexico. We have multiple uh, large border trade areas in El Paso, down to Harlingen, uh, McAllen, there are a lot of places where there's a lot of commerce going on at the border. It's almost $1.7 billion a day. And we estimate that over 400,000 people cross the border each day in Texas. That is kind of scattered throughout the border, but we have a lot of people coming back and forth doing business. We have labor that comes over and, and helps, uh, helps us with projects. And we're doing almost $2 billion a day, $1.7 billion. So we have a great port business. We have border trade. We have oil and gas. We are the top producer in the USA of oil and gas. We, we make up almost 22% of our country's production. And we're the lowest cost producer really in the country based on the infrastructure that we have and the legacy assets that we have. Oil was, was founded in the USA in Texas. So it's oil's a big deal down here. Within Texas alone, it makes up anywhere from 15 to 20% of our economy, depending on what part of the cycle we're in. 
And that's really done through the Permian Basin, the Eagleford Shale, and a lot of other basins throughout East and South Texas. But you can't come to Texas without thinking about oil. It's a huge part of our economy, provides for a lot of jobs, um, and it's, it's a great thing that we have that. So let's take a quick break to highlight this episode's sponsor, Juniper Square. If you aren't familiar with Juniper Square, it's an easy to use all-in-one investment management software designed specifically for real estate owners. We have been using it at Fort Capital for several years now, and it has completely revamped the experience we're able to provide our investors through reporting, management, and efficiency. Here's Brandon Sedloff, Managing Director at Juniper Square, explaining more about their platform. When we started to look under the hood of these real estate investment managers that were telling us about their problems, one of the things that we identified was that kind of the operating system of record for managing a lot of the most important information was still spreadsheets. They have never been designed to be a system of record, right? And and when we when we started looking at kind of why real estate reporting was the way that it was, what we found is that spreadsheets were being used as a system of record. And the problem that that created was it makes it really hard to take this information, get the information out of spreadsheets, and get it into the hands of the people who need it the most, which are your investors. You can check out episode 37 to listen to my full conversation with Brandon or visit cjunipersquare.com for more information. That's S-E-E junipersquare.com. And now back to the show. We also are now starting to grow a very large tech industry. Uh, Austin leading the way, but DFW is becoming a big hub. Uh, Houston has an innovation district and is starting to attract tech talent. In Austin alone, there's now over 7,000 startups. And so while we're not you know, as prolific yet as maybe Silicon Valley or some of the other big tech markets, it's been a huge focus of the state. And you're really starting to see a lot of companies arrive here that are tech. Uh, there are jobs in tech. There are people here. Um, it is definitely growing considerably. And my guess is a decade from now, Texas will be considered one of the biggest tech hubs not only in the US, but in the world. Um, A little bit further on that, there has been a lot of corporate arrivals, either by relocation or uh, setting up a second campus. We are seeing corporate relocations at rates that we've never seen before in Texas. Just to name a few that have occurred over the last five years that maybe listeners will know a little bit more about. But Tesla recently moved here to open up another gigafactory and move some of their corporate office down here, bringing over 10,000 jobs into the Austin area. And as we know about these, just Tesla coming alone, they are a magnet for other people to follow. Um, You know, the big boys bring all of the employees down here. They bring a lot of business and then people start to surround themselves amongst these giants. Apple. Uh, in Austin, again, is developing a 133-acre campus uh, that will accommodate over 5,000 employees with capacity to grow up to another 10,000, having 15,000 total. Uh, it's a billion-dollar campus in Austin. Uber is coming to Dallas, uh, building a second headquarters. Again, when Uber comes, that further adds value to the tech scene. It creates a lot of jobs. They're estimating almost 3,000 jobs in Dallas. Um, And again, it just becomes another magnet for more tech companies to come. Charles Schwab relocated from San Francisco, a million square foot campus, bringing over 2,500 jobs. Uh, They are up in North Fort Worth 
and it's been a uh, huge addition to the DFW community. And I misspoke. It's actually 6,000 jobs. Toyota recently came and built a billion-dollar campus up in Plano in DFW, bringing over 4,000 people. Goldman Sachs is creating another major hub here, uh, looking for almost a million square feet in DFW, and will move thousands of their employees from across the country down to Texas. Uh, they had a they had a presence here, but they have decided that the DFW Metroplex will be their second largest operation uh, in the country. Samsung recently went to Houston. I mean, excuse me, Austin, seven million square foot chip fabrication plant, bringing over eighteen hundred jobs. The Vanguard Group um, is moving here in twenty twenty two. J P Morgan is moving to Dallas. So. There are a lot of companies moving here. That is only a tiny amount, but probably some of the most notable. And again, over the next 10 years, there's really no signs in sight. If you talk to people in the relocation business, if you talk to chambers of commerce, if you talk to governments, that they are constantly talking to people that are either relocating here or opening up a second major hub. So that is great for business. Climate. You know, a lot of people listening that are not from Texas remembers what happened last year when the grid shut down. That was obviously not a good event. But overall, we rank number three in the U.S. with an average temperature of 66.8 degrees. Uh, I've been here my whole life. It is great for probably nine months of the year. It's hot and sweaty for three of them. Uh, it might get cold for a couple months. But overall, it's a, it's a great climate. Again, a great climate. You can play sports through the seasons. You know, it's good for business. So we're proud to have a great climate, which matters to a lot of people. Uh, the sun shines often. If, depending on where you are in Texas, it could get a little windy at times or rainy. But overall, we're proud to be number three in the U.S. with an average temperature of 66 degrees. Cannabis, which is something that a lot of states are starting to benefit from, the states that have legalized it or making tremendous amounts of money. Uh, in Texas, we're not all the way there yet. We're expecting to be there in the next 24 months. But in September of this year, uh, medicinal will take another step forward. So it's already allowed in certain portions of the state, but I think that is about to grow even more widespread for medicinal purposes. And recreational should follow that uh, you know, in the year or two after. Again, if you look at other states that have benefited from cannabis, it's a huge line item. We haven't even scratched that surface yet, but it's coming. And my guess is there will be uh, a big economy that comes behind that. We have farming. We lead the nation with over 247,000 farms. It is a huge part of our industry. There's nowhere you can go in the state where you don't see farms uh, not close by, and it makes up a big part of our economy. DFW Airport is the fourth busiest airport in the world with over 1,850 flights a day, primarily for business. It's, a, it's why DFW continues to be a corporate magnet. Uh, airports are very important. A lot of these companies have people flying all the time and being next to an international airport, especially one as robust as DFW is important. And fun fact, during COVID, at one point in time, DFW was the actual number one airport in the world with traffic. So it's huge for the region. It's huge for the state. Other cities have large airports, but DFW is, is the darling. 
We have over 170 colleges and universities in Texas that enroll almost 1.6 million students. So we have lots of students that come to Texas from other states. Uh, they're well-trained. A lot of those students never end up leaving. And so we have a large population of people um, that are coming in annually. We also have you know, great opportunities for in-state folks to go to college. And I was shocked when I read that we have over 170 colleges and universities. And for those that know Johnny that helps me with the production of this podcast, he's a perfect example. Moved here from California, went to TCU, and he is making Texas home for the foreseeable future. We have sports, which is big. We have the Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Texans, the Houston Astros, the Texas Rangers, the Dallas Stars, Houston Rockets, Dallas Mavericks. We have PGA events. We, Austin recently added a Formula One racing. So we have all the entertainment you could want. We have teams to rally behind, and that is another booming industry in the state of Texas. Uh, we have a very large infrastructure project. Uh, one of many that just recently got approved. It's been in the works, but it is uh, one of the first bullet trains in America that will be able to take people from Dallas to Houston in 90 minutes. It's a $20 billion contract. And so while building it will be great for the economy, it will also solve a huge need, which is getting back and forth from Dallas to Houston. If you live in Dallas or you live in Houston, you do business in Texas, uh, there are a lot of people that are going back and forth, and this will be huge for the state. So all of these are reasons why Texas is prospering. Uh, I'm sure there's things that I left out. No matter what business you're in, real estate, uh, manufacturing, if you're in the border trade business, uh, there's a business for you here. But these are the fundamentals that are underlying why Texas is a special place to be and why I personally believe it's going to be one of the biggest success stories in the decades going forward. Um, you can take this data and use it however you want. As I think about it in real estate, obviously population growth is huge. Um, that is a huge driver in how real estate functions and operates. It is the reason why buildings get leased up quick. It's the reason why there's rent growth. Um, and again, because we're able to build probably more of it than other states, it keeps it from prices getting too high and it's not being an affordable place to be. So Fort Capital is super bullish on Texas. We love it here. Uh, if you're listening and haven't been to Texas, you should come check it out. If you're in the real estate industry and are thinking about Texas, you should give it a look. Uh, this place is great. I love it. Fort Capital loves it. It's where we're going to put our attention and we're really blessed to be here. So this is a little bit on why I believe in Texas. And thank you so much again for joining me on this journey. Hey everyone, it's Chris here again. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating or write a quick review. Thanks again. And I'll see you on the next episode. Chris Powers is the founder and CEO of Fort Capital LP. All opinions from Chris and guests of the Fort podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Fort Capital LP. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for real estate or investment decisions. The Fort with Chris Powers is produced by Straight Up Podcasts.